0: Hey community, if you are currently building a worship team, whether that's at a large church, a huge team trying to find more volunteers, or whether you're starting from scratch at a church plant, this is the interview for you. Patrick Mayberry joins the podcast to talk about how to build a worship team. I love this interview. Matt joins Patrick, and he's actually in the middle of building his own worship team at a church. He'll talk about that more. So enjoy the interview, and be sure to check out Patrick's latest music wherever you stream music and get master tracks for his songs on loopcommunity.com. What's up, everybody, and welcome to Loop Live. My name is Matt McCoy. I'm the founder of loopcommunity.com and the host of the Loop Live show. Today, we have a very special guest. He's been here before. You maybe have heard of him, Patrick Mayberry. Really, really excited to talk with Patrick today. So he and I both lived in Chicago for a while, both worship leaders at churches. And today we're going to actually get into a very practical conversation that I selfishly actually want to talk about because it's an issue that I'm currently dealing with myself as a worship leader. And that is how to build a worship team, a worship band at your church from scratch. We're going to just talk about tips about how to actually find volunteers, how to get them scheduled. We're going to get like very practical in some sense. So I know that this probably applies to a lot of worship leaders trying to just build your teams at church. And so, and it can be a challenge. So we're going to talk about all those things. If you guys have any questions while we're talking, type them into the chats, wherever you're watching from, and we'll try to answer some questions live if we can. And also, if you have not done so already, make sure you like or subscribe wherever you're watching this to be a... Uh, Updated on any other Loop Live events. So, without further ado, let's go and get started with this interview with Patrick Mayberry. Mr. Patrick. Yeah. What's up, man? Fury Punches. Woo. Good to see you, man. It's been it's a while. So good to see you. Always good to have you on the Loop Live show. You were here last time, and some of our best content came from that interview. So, I'm Ooh, excited about this one. Down.
1: So, you look extra
0: ruggedly handsome. I'm growing. I'm growing it out a little bit, but you know, see all this gray. This is hey. uh, the more children you have, the more gray just appears that's, magically somehow. That's wisdom, man. <clears throat> so, <sighs> Mr. Patrick, you're looking at yourself. I want to selfishly get into a conversation with you uh, that's related to an issue that I'm even dealing with personally right now as a worship leader. So let me give you a little bit of background. There's a brand new church plant in our town. Love it. There's about 50 to a hundred people that show up every single Sunday. We set up every single week in a community center. So it's like total mobile church right now. It's just me on an acoustic guitar leading worship with, there's a guy who plays keys. We've got a Nord and he sits there. He's, he plays keys and then we've got a vocalist. Yeah. That's, is it that's all we've got and we've been using tracks to kind of help just kind of fill out the sound sometimes we actually use full band tracks and believe it or not i thought it would be kind of goofy doing that but it actually totally works and people love it like it just it works but most of the time we're using like electronic elements like just kind of beats and shakers and pads that right. kind of thing. anyways the pastor of the church came to me and said you know, we really want to build worship a worship band here. Like we want to have drums and bass and electric guitar. And I was like, I'll help out with I'll help out with that. Now, it I'm finding though, I'm now a week or two into it and I'm like this is maybe going to be challenging. And yes. how do you find people to actually play? I've been like texting friends that I know, you know, in the area, but even that is not totally working. And so we're going to talk about cuz I know you've done this before. You were with Soul City, you know, when they first started early on, you've built a worship team, worship bands. And so I want to just have a conversation, just worship leader to worship leader. Give us tips on how to build a worship band at your church. All right. So the first question is like, when building a worship team, how do you actually find people for that team? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Any tips you
0: well, to on that one?
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm speechless. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> That is such a challenge. Um, It can be. Um, I will say, I think I thought being, you know, Soul City is like kind of in, in like a very urban downtown part of Chicago. I think I thought like that location would, would be like prime for like hip young musicians. And that couldn't have been further from the truth. So, I will say first off to anyone who is is uh, well to you and 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 to anyone who is in the scenario like your location I don't think has anything to do with it. I think some of the most like you know you don't need to be near a big city, you don't you you could be in the smallest city in the world. Um I think it's funny like I've never been to Redding, California, but yeah Bethel is located in Redding and they say Redding is Bethel. They say it is the smallest, weirdest town uh in 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 Bethel is there. And so actually learning that like helped me so much to think oh you don't need this metropolis magical city right. to like have an awesome band. Um right. So, you know, I, I I I remember in the early days of Soul City, you know, we definitely. I, I I love what you just said that that you have a keys player and you're playing on acoustic and you have a vocalist. I think being like knowing where you are and being able to like be like this is where we are. Like we have a the the pastor's eighteen year old son can play the Cajon and I can play guitar and by golly, we're going to like crush it every week. And, 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 and not getting like down on yourself that you don't have the most rock and roll 10 piece band in town yet. But like knowing that like God has you right where you are in that season and like crush it. Like, rehearse just as much as you would with full band and i found that like good like good attracts good and so you kind of have to play the patient game a little bit in the sense of like well we're going to steward what god has put right in front of us with the people he's put right in front of us and we're going to try week in and week out to create very intentional very spirit dependent worship as as best as we can with what we have and i think that part of it is a time game like words going to get out like oh there's this new church in town and i'm going to go check it out because it's cool or you know and then and then you have the some awesome drummer who shows up who loves worship drums and loves drumming and he's like hey i see you guys don't have a drummer I'd love to get involved. And so having a lot of patience and and being content with where you are mm-hmm. is is the first key. Um so I can remember back in the like early Soul City days, I would like have the funniest like just the funniest ideas. Like I I would pray a lot. I think that's a big ticket like yeah. If you, if you need a drummer, like start praying for a drummer and, and, and then be ready, like be eyes open. Like you might meet that drummer at the UPS store because he's a UPS driver, but because you stopped and talked to him and got to know him, you actually found out he's the ex-drummer for Motley Crue. It's Tommy Lee. You find yeah. out it's Tommy yeah. Lee and you're yeah. like, well, Tommy, I've got this church that you need to come to. And he's like, I'd love to come. Um, and I feel like God is really faithful when you can specifically ask for things and like, we really need, you know, whatever, whatever the position is like, yeah. and asking God for that. But I used to get so like funny, I would like stalk, like, I don't feel like they're, maybe they're still as prevalent, but I feel like, uh, Facebook, like guitar player groups yeah. were a real hot thing like 10 years ago. Yeah. And I would get on these Facebook groups and just be like, hey, what's up? Any guitar players in the Chicago area? I'd love to buy you coffee. And yeah. one of our best guitarists who played with us for probably four years, I met him through a Facebook group. And we randomly met at a coffee shop. And, and it's so funny because years later, I, I overheard him telling someone how he met me. And he was totally weirded out by it. Like, he was like, yeah, Patrick just kind of reached out to me randomly on Facebook and asked me to go get coffee because he knew that I played guitar. Yeah. And he was kind of like, I'm so glad he did. And so.
0: Yeah.
1: That's a um, great idea. I used to, um, and stop me at any time, but I'm just, I'm just rattling off a bunch of stuff. I remember I used to, while I was leading worship, I would try to like look out in the crowd and see, who was like really who's, engaging with worship. Who's air, who's air drumming. <laughs> yeah. Or or who, uh, yeah. who was just like, you know, going for it and who yeah. was singing. And I actually remember one Sunday, um, there was a family that was uh, out. This was probably a year or so of me being at Soul City. There was a family and I noticed this guy who was just, singing, like just singing, singing, singing. Mm-hmm. And as soon as service was over, I remember putting my guitar down and beelining it out to the lobby to like like stake my post and be like, all right, where's this guy? I'm gonna find him. And then I saw him and I was like, hey dude, you look like you're a worshiper. And he was like, what? I was like, yeah, I was like, totally like saw you and and you seem to really be worshiping. And um he's actually one of my best friends now, uh, is a buddy, a guy named Jeremy Lopez and he is a killer worship leader and actually started leading, leading worship with us at soul city. And then actually eventually came on staff. And to this day, I mean, almost eight, nine years ago is when I met him and now we're, he, he leads at soul city every, every two weeks. Um, and so it, that was just a funny story, but I used to stand yeah. out in the lobby and if someone kind of looked like they might play music, I would just go up to them. I would usually take a friend with me so I didn't seem like a weirdo Yeah, and I would walk up to people and I remember doing it to a guitar player. And I'm like, Hey man, you look like you play guitar, do you? And he was like, well, actually I do. And yeah. then he ended up joining our team and, um, and and i feel like there there's there's i don't i don't know how you find people i think yeah i think you got to get scrappy and and i think you know like you said for a season it works to like lean on like outside friends yeah but it's not really sustainable and it's not really the culture you're wanting to build of a team that's like bought into what you're doing yeah. in your local body but I don't feel like there's any rules. I feel like you just got to pray and then you've kind of just got to like, kind of get out there and beat the streets yeah. a little bit. Um, and then I really then pray that God delivers people.
0: Yeah. I really want people involved who are a part of the church. Like I want it to be something that they're, you know, they're already there, their family's there. That's an amazing mug, by the way. Um,
1: this whole thing?
0: Yeah. That. <laughs> Um, I want it to be something that actually maybe even connects people to the church. You know, that maybe I bring people in that actually this becomes their church home because they were looking for a spot. Now, the question I'm finding is, you know, in the beginning, in the early days when you have nobody, you know, of course you want quality to be there, but how picky can you be? And so to give you an idea, I met a guy in the lobby last week who he said, I play drums. And I was like, really? Really? And I was like, just tell me, like, how long have you played? And he's like, oh, I've played for, you know, five, ten years. And I was like, do you play to a click? And he said, yeah, I can play to a click. I'm like, you're in. I didn't even do. Well, no, I actually, Patrick, we'll see. I'm not sure yet. I have not done an audition with this guy. I I scheduled him for May 22nd. He's already, like, in Planning Center and, like, listening to the songs and stuff. But I have no clue, like, if this guy can really play. But he said he can play to a click. And I'm thinking, you know what? I'm going to just go for it. I have no one. And so we're going to try it out, but that's pretty risky. Cause you know, it could be a disaster. Um, but we don't really have a rehearsal space. I can't do auditions. I mean, sure. I guess he could send me a video or something maybe, but
1: I don't know. I kind of I love that you're doing that because it's going to be fine. Let's say it completely yeah. bombs. Right. And, and he's literally the worst drummer in, in the world yeah, everything's going to be fine. I and, and I bet your pastor is still going to preach the gospel. And yeah. I bet like, you know, it might be a little distracting, but you'll figure it out the next Sunday. And and I think that is something like we found in the early days of Soul City, there was no good space for people to fail. And mm-hmm. it's like Sunday morning was like this Mecca Super Bowl, which it's like, yeah, yeah, it's fine. We want to take serious what we do, but you're going to be fine. Like, so I love that you're just like taking the risk and you're like, let's do it. It, It's not like, yeah, you can do that. Like you might want to rethink that when your church is larger, but maybe not. Maybe you should right. keep that mentality of like, yeah, it, it's not the end all be all like, I don't know. I love That's that. That's what I was
0: thinking. Cause, and what I love, too, is that this guy, you know, he's been there since the church opened, you know, a couple months ago. He's there every single week. Like, it's his church. Yeah. And I'm like, well, why not get him involved if he can yeah. play drums? There's another guy who I talked to who said he plays guitar. But I yes. can't really figure out if he plays, like, acoustic or electric or, like, what type of guitar. I think, you know, <laughs> I think he's just played guitar for, like, 30 years. And I'm like, hey, join us. Come play. Because I, I think the, it. like at least like he's up there with us, but you do kind of have to take a risk. What? So once you actually maybe find people, how do you actually schedule them? Like, are oh, you Lord. scheduling them? Like, how often are you scheduling them? Um, yeah. Because I feel like I'm going to constantly be in planning center. Like, do you think it's something that I can actually plan out like a quarter ahead?
1: Or what it to that, that? I think that is, is very like, I don't think there's a right, one right answer. I think it's very like, how well do you know your people? What works for your people? Because I found that sometimes scheduling a quarter out, people don't want to commit that far. They're like, mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm going to be doing in two months. Are you crazy? I might. Yeah. be on vacation or yeah. there might be a festival that comes up and I want to go to that. Um, so I, you know, there's ebbs and flows with that. And I think it's, you know, when, when I was kind of overseeing that at soul city, we did it monthly and that was mm-hmm. as far out as we got because we felt like any further, we just couldn't get people to commit. Yeah. And, and we would ask people, like there we would we would try to do all that we could like hey tell us your availability and then we're going to work our best around it and then we would love we're going to send it out for the month and we would love for you to either confirm or decline like within like 24 hours just so it doesn't sit idle and then the week prior we're like oh man he said no so we won't have this position or she said no um and, and, and for us, we, in those early days, especially we, I asked people to serve at a minimum once a month, but I, I felt like I wanted people who could at least serve twice a month mm-hmm. for what we were trying to build and what we were trying to do. I feel like with consistency and like, you know, it, it, it is so tricky to play, you know, maybe you, you were together on Sunday morning, you do rehearsals, you do a service, maybe you do two services. Yeah. And then by the end of the day, you're like, okay, we actually like put this thing together and it started to yeah. feel really good. And then you're yeah. like, all right, guys, I'll see you in two months. And then we'll start this whole process over again. But we just found like, obviously, like finding what works for the people, but also like kind of saying like, hey, here's what we would really love to see. Like, could you commit two times a month for a quarter and then let's reevaluate? And if it's not working for you, because then they'd be like, okay, I can play six times over the next three months. I'm in. Let's do it. We're building a thing. And I feel like with everything, like if you're leading with vision about like, you know, I don't want you to just play guitar here. I don't want you to just sing here. I want you to help shape what the worship culture feels like at this church as we're building this thing. Like sky's the limit. And that's what people want to be a part of. They want to be a part of a family and a culture. They don't want to just show up and play some stupid riffs and then go home. Yeah, they want community. Yeah. Yeah. We have a live question
0: from Kevin King, all right? Love so it. Kevin asks, we're doing online auditions and getting no response. What's your recommendation for the audition process?
1: On Is that like they have like a website and people like
0: submit stuff? It sounds like maybe they're having people upload videos. Yeah. But no one's doing it.
1: I mean, Gosh. honestly...
0: I, I would I say go back in person, do real life. Yeah, person.
1: Person. I don't know that I would want to do an online audition. Like yeah. personally, like I if I were at a church, I would be too scared. I would be yeah. too intimidated. I would yeah. overthink it. I would be like, Okay, yeah. An audition on acoustic and vocals. So should I tune my vocal? Should I record it in my microphone? Should yeah. I just iPhone what song like and, and we actually did that for a while at Soul City and we got a few but you know it it's few and far between so I would say um, call me crazy and I don't know what your capacity is um, but maybe start with the first line of defense being like let's go get a cup of coffee and It could be a quick meeting. It could be like, hey, meet me for coffee for 30 minutes and get to know the person. Because I have found time and time again, I would much rather have a killer character, chemistry, synced person who's a mediocre player or singer. Because we can work on that. Like we can we can. I can buy them a Dr. Beat and, and send them home and say, Hey, play drums to this metronome for 30 minutes a day, every day for the next five weeks. And, and, or, Hey, your pitch is a little flat on those notes. You should like try this, but like you can teach those little things so much easier than you can, like Mm -hmm. culture and, and integrity and being on time. Like, and and there there was there was a person on our team who was just dynamite and we were just better when they were there and they were kind of mediocre at what they did but everyone felt it when they were in the green room when they were on stage everyone was freer and and they just they were a culture shaper and so yeah, maybe the online edition or audition is like take a break for a minute and yeah, say Try something else. and and again I get that that's a tricky capacity thing, but it's like interested in joining the worship team. Mm-hmm. Let's go get a cup of coffee and then and then if you really like them, and I feel like when you talk to people, you can get a sense of like yeah, okay, I think this person knows what they're talking about or. You learn their motives too. And like you just learn maybe their spouse's name or something like that. And, and then, you know, and I get it. That's way more personal and it's way harder to say no to somebody. Once you realize they can't play their instrument at all. And you're like, dang it. You're a great guy, but you're, you're not good. Like this isn't going to help us. And you have to maybe have a harder conversation I feel like that's a little dicier, but I think it's worth yeah. it for building the culture that you and that I think other people would want to be a part of.
0: I couldn't agree more with that, Patrick. It's amazing how much you can tell from someone when you just talk to them for even like 10 minutes. You can really get to know whether they know what they're talking about, which is kind of why I accepted that drummer, because he mentioned some things that I'm like, OK, this guy's like done this before. Yeah, he's not completely coming in out of the dark, and I do agree too that online editions would scare me because I would wonder. First of all, you're right; I would be overthinking about the video. Do I need to redo it ten times? Do I need to add effects? And also, I'd wonder where the video is going to end up.
1: (laughs) Right.
0: I don't know. know, It would make me very uncomfortable. So that's a that's a really great question, though. Thank you, Kevin. Um. Oh, we have another live question, Josh Lawless. He says, at times, I have to bring in musicians and monetarily compensate because of shortages. What are your views on compensating musicians? Oh, that's an interesting one. And I'm at a church where we can't even compensate anybody. So,
1: Mm -hmm. yeah, um, I mean, I I totally get that. We've been there. Um, And it gets it gets like kind of squirrely because it's like you'll bring in a ringer because okay it's like oh we need a keys player because our keys position usually runs the tracks and just a lot of what we do is very dependent on on keys and so you know when we wouldn't have a dynamite keys player we would bring in somebody and it's so tricky because it's like they're an outside person and they're doing us a favor. And so we're compensating them, like not much, but just honoring them for like jumping in. But then I have other people who are literally working 50 hours a week, crushing their jobs, raising their families, and they're the most devoted volunteers. Mm-hmm. And 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 I don't even think they would take money if you offered it to them. They're like, no, this is my church. I love this. And you know, I don't I don't know how all that sorts out. That's where it gets weird for me, is it's like I get there are instances when sometimes you just have to to just to do it. But at the same time, it's like, I don't know, I, I I'm gonna probably turn the conversation upside down, but I think it's almost, we're getting the cart before the horse a little bit in those, because we're putting, we're putting the standard stamp of approval on what our worship experience should be Mm -hmm. over caring for the people who are most devoted to the cause and to the thing. And it's like, well, is that what we want to be about? Maybe. And maybe that's fine. I'm not saying it's bad, but I just think, I think that's a great question. And the fact that you're asking it means that you're probably sensitive to it. And so just stay super sensitive to it and pray and ask God about it. And Mm -hmm. if it ever starts feeling really wonky and weird, then just start paying everybody or don't pay anybody. We were, I mean, we still are like Soul City is a volunteer. It's a volunteer squad. Yeah to
0: flip the coin on it from my perspective at a small church plant where we can't pay for anyone, it's hard to compete with churches who do pay. And Uh there was a guy I even asked, I was like, Hey man, could you come in and play drums for us? You know, for this Easter Sunday. And he was like, well, how much do you pay? (laughs) And I'm like, we can't pay anything. This would just be a volunteer thing. And you know, he was like, no. And I was like, that's fine. you Because I know that he just, he probably does that for other churches and, it is it, that is a sticky situation and it can get uh complicated. Um, so I have a question for you. When you have volunteers, do you typically create bands that stick together or do you mix and match when you're scheduling people?
1: Yeah. So I remember when I first got to Soul City, they had two bands, and I was like, that's not fun. Like <laughs> I but I've learned for me variety is the spice of life. Yeah. And so I we always mix mix it up. There was mix every like, around. And and the way it worked is 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 there wasn't an A band and a B band. There wasn't, well, let's bring in the A guys. Let's bring in, you know, that's the B band. It was so intermixed. And 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 what's cool about that is it's you you might have a really, really, really strong drummer and and then you're you're able to offset like, well, I've got really strong drummer and he's gonna come in and influence this bass player. And mm-hmm. then that bass player is going to be able to go next week and influence this other guy in the in on that given week. Yeah. And I feel like it it builds it builds yeah. a little bit better like just chemistry within the whole team versus Mm -hmm. like I never see that guy because he plays in the other band or I never see that girl because she plays in the other band, but mixing and matching. And I feel like people, I don't know. I feel like people get energized with new energy and it's like, who am I playing with this week? Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. And and we were strategic. You, You, I think you might have stronger players like, this drummer is a stronger drummer than this drummer so maybe we would be intentional to like if 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 we kind of had it listed out in our heads like okay these are our absolute best players across the board so how how do we make sure we have at least two of those on on a mm-hmm. sunday so it it doesn't feel and you kind of learn like you learn your people who like invigorate you as a worship leader and free you up as a worship leader and then you learn the people that you kind of just have to make sure you're 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 shepherding your that you know some people a little more than others um does that make sense
0: totally yeah so one more practical question then we're gonna jump to another one online how do you keep people responsive to planning center emails or blocking out their dates. So you're not constantly hunting them down. Hey man, can you play, can you play? Because I know it's nice to be able to kind of send out those planning center invites, but if people aren't responsive to them, then you're hunting them down via text message or phone. Is there? Any, do you have any tips on how to get people to actually use planning center?
1: Yeah, kinda. I think it's it's, again, it's a culture building thing But, like, almost making it a thing that people can expect. Like, okay, like, you have to do your due due diligence to let people know, like, okay, I'm taking this serious. So, I'd love for you to take it serious. I'm going to do all that I can do to plan for you. But at the end of the day, like, I, I I need you to, like, be responsible. So for instance like if it's a monthly thing or a quarterly thing um, like have a day where it's like we would schedule for a month typically 1 month out so people mm-hmm. we'll had you know 3 to 4 weeks before that scheduled month and it was songs like, as well oh no 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 songs that's like <laughs> the you know, the Monday before that Sunday. And yeah. that's like doing that's that's doing great. No way. This is more just like confirming that we actually have a person in that position. Um yeah. and and it's almost like you might send out like an email or, or text. Like guys, like text, group texts are just as effective as emails these days. And they're actually better because you know, some people hate them because they're like, why is my phone blowing up? Those people are grouchy and they need to like have friends in their life. Um, but I think group texts are fun, like especially to like just raz people and like because people start, you know, you ask, you're like, hey, I'm doing planning center. Uh, let me know your availabilities. And then all of a sudden it goes off on some GIF, you know, parade that people are sending thousands of, of gifts or whatever. But I think letting people know, hey, we're about to put Planning Center together. I would love to know your availability. And then people send their availabilities. And then you put together this schedule that you've worked on. And you're like, okay, I've thought through. I want this drummer. I think he'll really complement this guitar player. I think this singer will really do that and blah, 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 blah. And then you just blast it out you send those four weeks, here they are. And in theory, everyone, if their availability, like if they like thought through that, they're like, okay, I'm all in, I'm good to go. But you, we just ask people to not let it sit idle. We're like, like help me help you help me. Like, don't let it sit idle. Um, Just say, if you can't do it, just say, no, I can't do it. And that way, the scheduler can like move on and be like, okay, he's out that week. I'm not going to count on him or she can't do it. So let's go on and find someone else. Because we found that to be really hard. Like people would get scheduled and it would just sit idle. And then weeks would come on and it'd get closer and closer and it's still idle. And then if you're not watching it, which no one wants to play planning center police, but then you notice it's the week of, in that position still idle and you text them and you're like, Hey, are you on for that date? And they're like, Oh, sorry, man. I can't do it. And you're like, I quit. I quit my job. And then <laughs> yep. And I remember in the early days of soul city, getting your name, Matt, and I would literally text you in, in this exact scenario and be like, Matt, do you know any drummers in this town? Like, I don't, I know remember any, that. I, and I, I need you to send me drummer's names because joker here sat idle forever and then declined the day before something so yeah yeah, i i think it's okay to put responsibility on people to be like if and and say that on the front end like hey here's kind of how we do it like yeah send the planning center requests out a month out and I just ask that you respond in 24 hours or, you know, 36 yeah. hours, whatever works. Like right. that way I can know if you're in or out. And if you're out, not a big deal. We'll figure out another week. But it yeah. it, is, it doesn't serve the system well if people just don't respond.
0: Yeah. Set the culture. Explain the why. Like why do we use it? Yeah, yeah. Why is it important yeah. that you respond? All yeah. right. We have another live question. This is from Joseph Vaughn. Mm. He says... How would you go about working with people that can do the part but have a questionable heart and that
1: rhymed oh I like that um working with i'm i want to say it like a pastor would say it how would you go with working with people that can do the part with a questionable <laughs> heart um, man uh i would i would just love them. And those, those, those people need to be a part of our teams. Um, And, and I think it, 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 it requires you just to pastor people. It requires you to make it a point. Like if you're going to, if it's your thing that you're stewarding and, 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 and have been entrusted with I think some of the best musicians and some of the most creative artists would have a questionable heart um, and so I think if if you're willing to like walk alongside those people like bring them on all day because you're gonna be better for it your church is gonna be better for it. you're probably gonna get better musicians yeah um, But go to lunch with those people, go to dinner, like get to know them, like share your story, like be their friend. Maybe, maybe, uh, yeah. Like be their pastor, but be their friend first Mm. who genuinely cares. I feel like I was probably better at that than anything else in my job. Like, and and i think there was a couple of key people that were so attractive to everyone else and i think they felt like our church was a safe place that honestly i kind of in cowboy terms i left i left the corral doors open and i was like you can you you can feel the freedom to like to go in and to come out like Mm -hmm. I'm it, but, but there was a mutual trust and a friendship there. Um, and so I'm in slash, you know, questionable heart. I don't, I don't know exactly. I I think I I get kind of what that means, but if someone's just a diva and they're really hard to be around, I would take them to coffee and say, Hey, you're really, this is the vibe you put off. I don't know if you're aware of this. And if, if they're like, Oh my gosh, I had no idea then boom problem solved but if someone's not willing to shift and and they're becoming an issue if they're super late all the time they're unprepared like i'd like those people are culture killers and and they that that's not fair to the people who are working really hard and preparing and and i'd be like you know if it's something like that i'd be like i love you buddy Here's what it's like on the other side of you. If you're not willing to change, have have let's we'll try this again another time.
0: Yep, that's good. What tips do you have for building community in the team?
1: Um, you know, I, I'm a sucker. I'm a sucker for midweek rehearsals. I love them. I love them forever. I think you know, we would have our rehearsals at seven o'clock and I would have people show up at five o'clock just to hang out, just to set up, talk about gear. Sometimes we just jam. Like I I miss more than anything. I miss midweek rehearsals. Like I'm not in this season leading every Sunday like I was. And the thing I miss the most was midweek rehearsals because we came together as ordinary common people and we, we put our powers together and, and we worked with our craft and we, we sculpted and we shaped a thing on Wednesday nights. And then on Sundays, we would come and kind of lay it before our church and before the Lord as an offering and then to get to see what God does with that it's like, there's nothing better than building something with your friends and getting to see God use it. And so, you know, our rehearsals for a while got to be real nuts and bolts, like, let's figure out how to play the song. And then they got to a spot where everybody was like, the songs were the afterthought. And it's like, let's worship, like, let's have fun. Let's find the magic moments where, oh man, this is going to be, this is going to be a moment on Sunday, like this transition or this thing. And we were able to go further and take more risks in rehearsal than we maybe would on a Sunday. And, and therefore on Sunday, like you felt it. And so that was huge for us. We, you know, we would do like team nights where we just like get together and like, you know, it depends on where you are. Like you could do like a training, like practical trainings, or you cannot, you could just like get Buffalo wings and, play board games or play the cornhole. I think people just want to have fun. And um, yeah. I think there are seasons where maybe the fall, like you choose to like, okay, we're going to really dive into offering development for our people. And then in the summer, we're just going to party. We're going to have monthly team nights in my backyard and I'm going to buy hot dogs and it's just going to be a fun party where we're all together and we're not talking about music. Or if we do, it's like geeking out about something. Right. Right. I love that. I think that that's one of your
0: superpowers specifically. You know, I've watched you lead worship. I've been in the room when you're doing rehearsals. And I think that one of your superpowers is making people just feel like they're really a part of a community that they're loved, that they have a friend that they have someone to laugh at (laughs) and with. And I think that's a really special gift that you have that you do really well that I think all worship leaders could really learn from and um, hopefully adapt some of those things. So I think we would be missing something big too, if we didn't talk about what you're doing now and maybe just share with us, you know, I know you live in Nashville now share with us just about what's, what's happening in your world. What's next? Are you working on new music? Are you, I know you're on a tour or maybe you just got off a tour. I'm not sure. Just give us the idea of what's happening in Patrick Mayberry music world.
1: Yeah, man. Um, all kinds of fun stuff. Like I feel like the Lord's just been so crazy. Like I, I and, and I need to say all this. I feel like you, you get this because you've known me, but I say all this to maybe anyone who's watching. I am literally the most normal of normal like b- below normal like <laughs> I, I don't understand like i i can remember years ago when i would you know see someone or watch someone who i looked up to and i'm just like man they are so amazing and how did they do that but so anything that i'm about to say like i have to preface it with like it is not off limits to anyone like I'm so stupidly average, Um, but it's been cool to see just, I've worked really hard and I've tried to be faithful and kind and nice and love people. And it's been really cool to see God open doors. Um, Yeah, I've been doing a bunch of music, put out a thing last summer. Um, I've gotten to write for a lot of other people. my wife and I got to go be guests at the passion Conference this last year. Cause I got to write a bunch of songs for their record and gotten to like do some stuff with them, which has been really fun. And, um, uh, a lot of other like fun churches and artists that I've been getting to like partner with. Yeah. And, um, I'm actually out on my very first tour. Era. I never toured, never stepped foot on a tour bus until like three weeks ago. Um, but I'm out right now. Um, on this acoustic tour with Corey Asbury, which has been really fun. And um, I'm playing some songs acoustic and then he's playing some songs acoustic and it's been really sweet to kind of go around the country and like just interact with people who are really doing good work in the church. And like, like yeah. the church is like just thriving and, and it's been really fun to connect with people. And then I'm going on another tour in June with a full band um which I'm so excited about. This will be another first for me and um it's with uh David Crowder who I've like looked up to for a long time and um it's going to be bananas, man. And so I have I have no idea what's happening after that. Um I'm still super connected and doing a lot of work with Soul City and um I'm I'm kind of in a different role there where I'm more overseeing like production and songwriting. And mm-hmm. so we've gotten to do a lot of uh, songwriting retreats. And that's been a whole new world of like, moving from, you know, how do you get people to join your worship band? And it's like, well, then how do you get people to write songs and and yeah. unleash that? Band. And that's been a whole new thing. And um, we've written a lot of really cool songs this year. And um, we're going to be kind of ramping up to do some sort of uh capturing kind of uh this uh uh just the soundtrack of soul city and yeah uh, I say that like that like we're not doing a record like we want right. to capture the sound of like the expression that that is happening through the spirit in our church and so yeah. and it might just be a gift for our church, but you know I think other people would resonate with it so yeah um so I'm excited about that, and that's just rocking and rolling, man. That's awesome, man.
0: I'm very yeah. happy for you. It's cool to watch just your music uh, spread across everywhere and see what you're doing on tour. and It's awesome, man. I'm very happy for you. Um, that is time, but I want to say, everybody, make sure you go listen to Patrick uh, Patrick's music if you have not done that. And, uh, Patrick, thanks for just – taking the time man to talk about this very practical worship leading this is like the in the ditches kind of work you know
1: that's the and, real work man the in the ditches is, is is the yeah that's the real work anybody can get on stage with an awesome band and yeah in and, and put on a show like right right this is the real work this is the faithful work this is the in the field when god plucks you out of obscurity like right This is that kind of work. So I commend
0: anyone who's in this work. Thanks, Ben. Thanks for joining us for this interview. And uh, hopefully I'll see you soon.
1: Woo!
0: See you, man. Thanks. Bye. All right. Thank you, Patrick, for a great interview. Talking very practical on something that worship leaders are probably spending a lot of their time on Tuesday through Friday. And that's actually building a band, scheduling people finding new musicians, auditions. We talked about all of that. So what's one thing that you walked away from this interview with? I want you to type it down in the chats, wherever you're watching it from. Facebook, YouTube, Snap, TikTok, wherever you are, write down what's one thing you're going to walk away from this conversation with. And then, of course, if you have not done so, make sure you go listen to Patrick's music on Spotify, Apple Music. We also have all of his tracks at Loop Community. So if you want those, check them out. And uh, make sure you hit subscribe and like so you're um, up to date for future Loop Live interviews. As always, great to see you. Thanks for being a part of the community. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Matt. Thanks so much for listening. Hey, let us know what you thought. Write down in the comments wherever you're listening, watching from what you thought. Make sure you send us a message. Subscribe to our channel, YouTube, Facebook, and stay tuned for more from the Loop community.